You know you should be doing one-on-one meetings with your team, but you have no idea how to make them effective or what you should be including in them. How do you make the most out of your one-on-ones? On today's podcast, I'm going to give you a step-by-step guide on how to conduct one-on-ones with your team. Let's go. Welcome to the Sales Management Mentor Podcast. I'm Nancy Withers, and when I was a new sales manager, I was shocked the lack of training that was available to me for managing a sales team. I created the Sales Management Mentor Podcast to equip you with management principles, strategies, and tools that work so that you can develop a great team right from the start. I'm on a mission to improve teams one sales manager at a time. If you are a newer or an aspiring sales manager, you're in the right place. So welcome. Hello, I'm so happy you're here today and thank you for joining me on today's podcast. We are going to be breaking down how to do one-on-one step-by-step. If I had to pick, this is the most important manager tool that you can use with your sales team. So get ready because we're going to break it down into six simple steps. If you are a sales manager who isn't currently doing one-on-ones with your team or struggling with building trust with your team or hope to be a sales manager someday, then this podcast is perfect for you. Okay, let's first talk about why one-on-ones are important. The biggest reason you want to conduct one-on-ones on a regular basis with your team and why it's an important tool to have at your disposal is because it's the best way to build trust with your team. One-on-ones give them a chance to talk to you about roadblocks, do some troubleshooting with things happening in their territory. They can also bring up career development topics. They can update you on what's happening in their accounts, and all of this builds trust. Remember that we talked back in episode one about how team culture is made up of two major pillars, communication and accountability. With one-on-ones, you're able to do both of these to help build your team's culture. It helps you focus on priorities. You can help the team focus on what's important from a business development standpoint, but then also what could be a corporate initiative that's important to them. It also gives you a chance to hold them accountable for their sales performance. You also have the opportunity to hold them accountable for other performance metrics like CRM metrics and maybe even qualitative behavior with their customers or with other team members. It provides you with an opportunity for follow-up with any open items that you had discussed on a previous one-on-one. You're able to reinforce corporate initiatives, and you can also talk about career development. Another big area that you can cover on -on one-on-ones that I think is really important is affirmation. So you're able to affirm your team for observable behavior, for performance, to plan, and also talk about any collaboration that they're doing in their territory. You can also hit on developmental opportunities in one-on-ones. This is a great time to bring up, you know, hey, I think there's an opportunity for you to develop this skill set. You know, when we're meeting with customers, you're not doing an introduction. You're skipping the introductory step. So you might want to try making that a point that as part of your pre-call plan that you're going to make introductions for everyone that's in the meeting. So now that we went through why one-on-ones are important and why it's the most important activity you can do with your team, let's break down how to set one up. I'm going to be covering six areas. I'm going to be covering some areas having to do with logistics, some areas how to prepare for it, and then some areas on how to actually execute it. So I'm going to be covering six different areas of how to set up a one-on-one. At the end of this, you're going to feel fully equipped and ready to go that you can have one-on-ones with your team right after this podcast. So the first area that I want to cover is frequency. So how often should you be having one-on-ones with your team? 
that depends on you. So you have to feel your team out. You have to understand what's happening with your team. You should have a pulse on what's happening in their territory. And so you want the one-on-one to be as frequent as you need be to make that happen. You also want to use the one-on-one for building rapport. So I definitely don't recommend having a one-on-one once a month. That's too infrequent. You want to do one-on-ones often enough in order for you to feel like you're touching base and able to follow up on the things that you need to follow up on. I will say that if you're new to managing your team, more frequent one-on-ones are better. It gives you a chance to get up and running faster and it gives you a chance to get to know them quicker. The second area for setting up one-on-ones with your team is the length. So you want your one-on-ones with each team member to be at least 30 minutes. It can be up to an hour, but keep in mind that you're doing one-on-ones with everyone on your team. And so if you have 10 team members, it can be difficult to fit one-on-ones in weekly. That's where bi-weekly could make more sense for your team. Again, it just depends on how frequently you need to meet with your team to build that rapport and understand what's happening in their territory. I do try to make it regular. You want to not be in a habit of canceling one-on-ones. So you also keep that in mind for whatever cadence you need to pick. So whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, or maybe every three weeks, but not, not more than that. The third area for setting up one-on-ones with your team is the format. So whatever length that you choose to have one-on-ones with your team, you want the first half of that to be for them. You start the meeting off with a chance for them to bring anything to your attention. They're having trouble with this customer issue. They want to let you know something about a vendor. They want to let you know something about that's happening with the technical team. The first half of the one-on-one is always for them. So if you have a 45-minute one-on-one, the first 20 minutes is for them. You want to start the one-on-one in such a fashion that they understand that it's for them and kind of toss the ball in their court. If you have a quieter team member, one of the things you can start the one-on-one with was, how was your week? That's a really friendly, low entry-level question that's easy to ask a quieter team member. The second half of the one-on-one is for you. So that's where you get a chance to ask any follow-up questions and hold your team accountable. Remember that building team culture has the two pillars of communication and accountability. So you want to be doing both of those during your one-on-one. You want to talk about performance and metrics, prioritizing company goals, some follow-up from the last one-on-one. And if there's time, uh, you know, at least quarterly, you want to talk about some career development in some fashion, either building out a skill set in their current role or talking about developing a skill set for a future role. Don't be afraid to change the cadence of your one-on-one. So if you want to make them longer and you feel like you're not being able to, to cover everything you want to cover, make them longer. If you want them to be more often, like you're doing bi-weekly, but the follow-up, there's too much lag time between the follow-up, then make them shorter. Like do a shorter time period between them. Don't be afraid to change one-on-ones with the frequency in order to make it work for you and your team. I do want to caution you against canceling one-on-ones. So canceling a lot of one-on-ones will ruin the trust that you're trying to build with your team. Now, the fourth area we want to touch on to set up your one-on-ones is preparation. 
So it's a great idea to send an agenda ahead of time. Some people feel threatened by the one-on-one, like they think it's an interrogation or you're going to catch them doing something wrong. This is usually a sign of a, a, a not a great manager that they've had in their past. So sending an agenda ahead of time puts the person at ease. If you wanted to get crazy, you could also add a fun meme to it. Remember with memes that you want them to be work appropriate, anything that you would show your manager or HR would probably pass as being appropriate. If you're not sure, then you should talk to your HR partner. But putting a meme on there can put people at ease and make them feel like this is more of a conversation and not something where you're grilling people. So let's move on to the fifth area for how to set up one-on-ones with your team, which is the best way to communicate with your team during one-on-ones. This is a great time for us to talk about DISC profiles. If you haven't heard about DISC profiles, I'm gonna give you a short overview of what DISC profiles are and how you can use them every single day in your communication with your team and also with internal customers and external customers. They are especially helpful on -on one-on-ones. So what is DISC? DISC is a tool that categorizes people's behavior preferences and tendencies into one of four categories. DISC stands for D-I-S-C. When I say that I use it every day, I mean it. I use it every single day to help me communicate better with my team and with people inside and outside of my company. So let's break it down quickly. So D-I-S-C, D stands for dominant. These people tend to be direct. They care about results they're action-oriented, and they're, they care more about information than people. I stands for influence. These are your enthusiastic, outgoing team members. They tend to be persuasive, and they definitely care about people more than they do the information. S is next, and that stands for steadiness. These are your thoughtful and supportive team members. They're patient, and these, this group definitely cares more about people than information. And then our last group, which is the C of the DISC, is your conscientiousness. This group cares about details. They care about precision and being analytical. And of course, they care more about information than they do the people. I break DISC profiles down for you in episode six. And so you can hop over there when you're done with this episode if you want more information on how DISC profiles work and ways that you can use them with your teams. What is interesting is that you might think salespeople are all influence or dominant, but they actually aren't. Every team I've ever been on, any leadership group I've ever been a part of where we've divided ourselves up into the DISC, it's been an equal number. And I've had awesome managers that were S's. I've had awesome managers that were I's. I've had a great manager that was a C. And so it's really, you can be any type of one of the four profiles and still be in sales and still be a great people manager. If you wanna see what DISC looks like in action when dealing with teams, there's a great book called Discover Your Team's Potential, Proven Principles to Help Engage Your Team and Improve Performance. And the DISC of Discover is actually D-I-S-E. This is a collaboration of about 10 different authors and it dives into how you can use DISC profiles on your team and gives lots of really great examples. I wanna remind you that you can find a link to this book as well as any tools that are mentioned in this podcast on our website at illuminatesalesconsulting.com forward slash podcast forward slash the number two. 
I'm covering a lot in this episode, so I've laid out the six areas for setting up one-on-ones as well as a template that you can use with your team for free on the website. So let me give you some examples of how I actually have used DISC and how I, since I say I use it every day and love it, let me give you some examples. So how I start a one-on-one meeting depends on what DISC profile my team member is. So if they're a dominant style, then I will start the meeting off being very direct. So what do you want to talk about today? What things do you have for me? Do you have a list for me? I will start with a one-on-one, really that directly. If I have an I, then I might say, how's it going? Have you had a great week? You know, what's happening? And really be kind of open and let them talk about what they want to talk about. If I have an S on the team, then I'll usually talk about how your customer's doing, how's your family, how's the dog, (laughs) things like that. And then a C on the disk profile, a C is really, really important for setting an agenda ahead of time. They're very detail-oriented. They like to have all of the information. And so if you've sent out an agenda ahead of time, usually they'll pull that up and they'll start addressing it. They'll start filling out, you know, fill you in on information on it. And so that's definitely how I use DISC when I start my my one-on-one meetings. How I transition topics also is, is one of the ways that I use DISC. So if I'm going from one topic to another, I might ask how they felt about that and then transition with a D on the disc profile. You can just go to the next thing because they just want to get finished. They want to execute and they want to be done. An I, you want to talk about how they feel about it, the energy about it. And then S, you want to make sure that the people are taken care of in it. And then C, they want all the information. And then same thing with follow-up on previous steps. With a D, I can be very direct. an S might take, if you're overly direct with an S, they're going to take it personally. And so you have to be really aware of that because you can make your, uh, you know, it speaks loudly to an S on a disc profile. All right. So now we're up to number six. So number six on how to set up one-on-ones with your team is topics. So what the heck do you cover with your team on the one-on-one? So you've already had your team member go first and they talk about, you know, the trouble they're having with this or they have a question about that and they're updating you on this or that. And then it's your turn. Here's your chance to talk about the topics that you want to talk about. So I'm going to talk about seven different areas that you can cover. You're not necessarily going to want to cover all of them on every single one-on-one, but these are areas that you do want to touch on at some point. So you don't want to ignore any one of the seven over long periods of time. So the first and kind of the most important you would do for a sales team is you review their performance, their year-to-date performance, or however your uh, AOP or forecast is set, you want to review that performance. You also want to review other metrics like some other CRM metrics or whatever your review annual goal metrics are set at that would be also an opportunity to to talk about those and kind of see where they're at. If you have a dashboard, you could share screens and look at the dashboard. Or if you're in person, you could look at a screen and say, okay, here's your dashboard for the metrics. Another topic that you want to make sure you cover is any new items that came up since last time that you spoke that you need to follow up on. A great tip is I have an email folder in my Outlook where I just save things to prepare for the next one-on-one. Things I know I want to follow up on and see how that went. How did the presentation go? 
How did the proposal go? Uh, this folder is also a great tip for setting up for annual or mid-year reviews. I have a folder just for that. So if I get a great customer satisfaction email, I'll save it and I'll actually put it in my, my team's annual review. The third thing that you want to make sure you cover is any new items that came up since the last time you spoke. So again, you can use the email folder as a way to save those items. It's really important to keep notes during your one-on-ones and it's for a couple different reasons. So keeping notes gives you a chance to make it easy for you to understand <laughs> what you talked about because if you have 10 people on your team and you're having 10 different conversations, it's very difficult to remember all of those things. It also helps you if you do need to provide more structured coaching for anyone on your team that you have the documentation you need to help you do that. I'm a huge fan of electronic notes. So I use OneNote to keep keep notes for one-on-ones. Um, that to me works great because I can take it anywhere with me and I always have it with me. Um, but whatever note-taking method you use, whether you're using an electronic version or you're using uh, a notebook, you want to make sure that you're keeping track of what you're, what's talked about on the one-on-ones. So the fourth area that you should be covering on your one-on-ones is assessment of your team. And this means affirmation or pointing out areas of opportunity. It's really, really, really important that you affirm your team on a regular basis, calling them, texting them, emailing them, posting things on the internal corporate um, social media or public social media. You should be affirming your team on a regular basis. One-on-ones is a great place to do that. It's also a very safe, nice place to provide some coaching on some areas of opportunity. So if you notice that they uh, didn't finish a sales call very well, so it'd be a great place to talk about, hey, so the, the way you finished that, the way you talked about follow-up and the way you closed could have been handled like this. So the fifth topic that you want to make sure that you cover on one-on-ones in some fashion is the opportunity to reinforce corporate messaging. So if you have messaging coming down from the top that your team needs to be in the field more, your team needs to finish some required training, hey, let's keep it light on the expenses, any kind of messaging like that, it's a great time to reinforce that messaging and you can do it in a friendlier way. Again, keeping the DISC profile in mind, you might be more direct if you have a D or you might be a little softer with the messaging if you have an S. It gives you a way to customize the corporate messaging with each person on your team. The sixth topic you want to make sure that you cover that's really, really important for business development is reinforcing focus for your team. So we'll talk about focus in another uh, podcast, but you want to make sure that your team is constantly focusing on where to get the growth. So this gives you an opportunity to kind of help them refocus. A good way to do this is to simplify it for them. So the three things you're going to work on this month, the three things you're going to focus on for this quarter the three things that you're going to work on this week, you know, whatever that is, helping your team focus, you're streamlining it for them. And then the seventh and last topic that you want to make sure you cover eventually on your one-on-ones is career development. So again, if you have somebody that needs some little more developmental support, 
you could work on current capabilities in their current role. If you have somebody that's like amazing and is really knocking it out of the park, you would want to provide them with support and guidance for how to develop the skill set for that promotion or for a, a, you know, a leadership role. So you made it through all six areas of setting up your one-on-ones. Hopefully now you're able to get them up and running. You have some guidance on how to set them up. As we wrap up, I want to remind you, you can get a link to both the book that I referenced for DISC that has examples of how to utilize DISC with your team and also the one-on-one topics and template guide on our website at IlluminateSalesConsulting.com. Thank you for your time. It was a pleasure. Have a great rest of your day.